This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. And a happy Wednesday to you. Woot woot! How's it going over there? It's going great. How are you over there? Good. Still recovering. From? It's from our Sunday. I mean, you've had a few days. It was nice and beachy and relaxing and a turn up and everything. And so I'm a little, she a little tired. (laughs) So I have not been, uh, you know, very, I haven't been letting Marco out much (laughs) because I just want us to be safe. And for months we didn't go out at all. Mm -hmm. Um, The only time you left this apartment was to briefly walk the dog in the morning. And as we continue to phase in here in New York, I'm trying my hand at, you know, a thing here, a thing there. So you all heard we had a picnic at the park. Uh, We had a rooftop barbecue, you know, with social distancing, masks, what have you. Um, So this weekend we did uh, the beach. And and I think the the giant umbrella slash tent-ish umbrella thing is what, you know, kind of made it okay for us to do that because it kept us kind of enclosed and separate from people i mean we still wore our masks there mm-hmm. and we kept our mask on, masks on as much as we could we still distanced and did, you know did what we had to do but i think things being out in the open makes it a lot easier open for us to go outside mm-hmm. yeah so it makes it a little bit better so yeah we had a really good time yeah and it was nice to just be outside and also to be around physically be around friends yeah Because you know I needed it. I know you did. How are you doing? How is this Wednesday feeling? Good, good. Just, you know, work's been really busy. Um, And so even with the relaxing weekend that we had and the fun that we had, like I'm already, I won't say wound up because I love my job and it doesn't get me wound up. Like my stress is almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. But I just, there's just a lot to do and it's, it's multiple things like it's not you know usually i just have like my one groove but since coming home and rolling out some different things like i've been it's just many hats it's been busy which is fun and it's challenging for me so i enjoy it how about you good i can't complain work is work you know it's fun i love my job i don't say that in a bad way Mm -hmm. i love work but um yeah we both have really good jobs yeah things are good tired family's good all that good stuff it's Mm -hmm. fun it's summertime and so it's getting a lot hotter outside which is is. is exciting but then it's also slightly depressing because then you come to the realization that like you can't do anything because it's summertime and nobody wants to be outside during the summertime (laughs) unless there's a body of water and then the bodies of water are like kind of closed it's it's just a lot (laughs) um but yeah good news over here all the way around what say you we hop into our hashtag gay relationship goals for the week why do you think i brought this pogo stick Um, as a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of your adorable couples photos on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at uh, uh, at Pod Relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts, and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. 
So, um, I'm very excited about this week's uh, hashtag a relationship goals. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, they're a cute little couple. Um, they refer to each other as waffle and falafel. <laughs> um, and I'm obsessed with them. And of course, I am talking about the adorable of relationship of Lawrence Van Den Kibis. Um, he is at Lawrence, L A U R E N C E underscore l v d k and then he's got this adorable boyfriend who is samir janin um and he is at s j a n n a n um i just love this couple Mm -hmm. i love them so much they're like an international couple yeah that's what i was gonna say they're like worldly but new york but queer but down to earth like it's this weird combination like like um successful like it's strange yeah can so what can i tell you one of the things that i love the most about them is it's like if you scroll through their pages and you like look at them and they're like friendships and they hang out with people and all this other stuff like i find a lot of diversity in mm-hmm. it so like they might be like white basis but because i think um because i think samir is middle eastern i think a lot of their friends are very like international in terms Mm -hmm. of that if that makes any sense um and it's just really cool but they're like they're really cool um the other thing i'm like super fascinated by is the fact that they're like so cool but like they're like they're under the radar cool yes you know for sure which i'm like they still feel attainable right and they look very happy and they love their pups and yeah and they travel the world and And they love each other yeah most of their pictures have like amazing like locations from like all around the the world which is amazing um lawrence i think is so cool he's so chic in my like i just love the way he dresses yeah he's right up your alley yeah i love the way he takes pictures like he's just fashionable he's like cool he's got a little bit of nerdiness to mm-hmm. him in terms of like appearances like with this like he looks like that like smart nerd like you know like i don't know like but like fashionable nerd mm-hmm. you know um which i think is like really cool um but they're just both happy and smiley and loving and lovely um i don't know what they do um i mean i know Lawrence is like a CEO and a, an entrepreneur, and I know they went to the Met Gala in one of the pictures in like 2018. Mm. So I don't know what she they fancy. do. Yeah, I don't know what they do, but I want to be friends. I believe LVDK is his brand, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. no? I, well, I don't know. LVDK is like the initials of his last name. Oh, well, he has a hat with those initials on it, so I'm assuming that's his brand. Does he? Says he's a CEO and, and co-founder, so I'm assuming it's fashion. Oh, I don't know. LVDK, Lawrence Van Den Kiebus. Well, maybe, is, that's, maybe yeah. that's it, too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You guys will have to tell maybe us. Maybe he just put his initials on it, but it's so cute. And they have an adorable little puppy, too. They have several. Yeah. I Well, I love, because um, I know you've seen the Husky. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I husky, saw the Husky. <laughs> which is amazing. But I just think that they're just so cute. I just love, like I said, I love their adventures. I love their clothing. I love their love for one another i couldn't find so one of the other things that i was super fascinated about with them is that um i you know usually i try to find like an amazing like quote that they have for one another and you know like all this like mushiness that like i can read on air couldn't find any of it no the, the when they even speak in either of them when they even speak in their uh, photos it's very limited it's, it's super limited and there's a part of that to me that is very um special is because it's it 
they let their love show without words being necessary mm-hmm. and i and i'm very fascinated by that I'm there's there's like one picture uh on november 2017 that says like one of the most special nights of my life for many reasons but mostly because i got to share it with my falafel like <laughs> and like that's super cute but like that's so like just kind of to the point and like very simple and i just thought that that was like amazing i don't know he's just i just love them both they're I both think they're incredible and i think you guys are gonna love them just as much as we do too so make sure you go check them out on instagram again lawrence menden kibis is uh at lawrence underscore l v d k um and that is lawrence spelled l a u r e n c e and then his boyfriend is samir janin and he is at s j a n n a n and that is on instagram as well so check them out double tap some of their images fall in love with them like we did and then uh Make sure you tell them the Cretelli sent you, huh? I think it'll be fun. So Tony and I are going to take a very short break. And when we come back, we are going to try to solve the world's problems Cretelli style. Just you wait. So, Tony, tell me your thoughts on therapy. Well, as someone who's worked in mental health his entire life, I can tell you that I'm a big proponent of therapy. Okay. I think we can all benefit from having someone in our life who is there, who's like specially trained just to help us achieve our goals and remove the obstacles from our happiness. Absolutely. Especially if there's something interfering with it or preventing it from mm-hmm. happening, right? For sure. Um, that's why I love the concept of better help. I think that having telehealth or teletherapy and things of that nature is just super easy and it just makes so much sense these days. It totally does. And actually, one of the things that we've learned from this um, COVID emergency is that telemental health services actually lead to better outcomes because people are engaging more with their services. So they're not forgetting about appointments. They're not having to cancel. Um, and so it's really become uh, a lot a lot more engaging. Absolutely. And what I like about BetterHelp itself is actually you can start communicating with your therapist within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And they're available around the clock. Yeah. But they're not a crisis line. They're not a crisis line at all. And uh, they're not for self-help either. Mm-hmm. It's just professional counseling done securely online. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a broad range of expertise available that you may not necessarily find in your area. Right. So that's actually a huge, um, there's a, there's a mental health crisis, uh, and it's a shortage of providers and it's a shortage of people with the cultural representation of the area they're physically in. So telehealth services like better help, um, really help address that issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly videos or phone sessions and you don't ever have to sit in a waiting room ever again, which is super helpful within itself. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Absolutely. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read some of the testimonials so that you can get a better idea of what they have to offer. That's at betterhelp.com slash reviews. Yep. But make sure you visit betterhelp.com slash Cretelli's. That's 
H-E-L-P and join over a million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And if you use our code, you get 10% off your first month. Yep. So make sure you visit betterhelp.com slash Cretellis. That's H-E-L-P and Cretellis is spelled C-R-I-T-E-L-L-I-S. Join BetterHelp and get better. So what is some of the best relationship advice you've ever gotten? Um, communication is key. Okay. That's a big one. Um, forgiveness and the idea that people change over time. So what you were in love with and challenged by before won't be what you're in love with and challenged by for the rest of your life that will grow and change. And if you pay attention, you can continue to feel that way, but it would be about different things. Hmm. What about you? Um, Some of the best relationship advice that I've ever gotten is just definitely regarding communication. Um, And then my dad always says, don't fight to win. Uh, Never fight to win. Um, which is, which is big because his big thing is that it's not about winning a fight. It's about uh, understanding each other's perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that like, by the end of it, it's not about like who won the fight. It's about, did you learn something or did you learn something about your partner at the end of it? Which I think is like very important. Um, but the, that's probably the best relationship advice that I've ever gotten. What about the worst? Have you heard, like, have you gotten any bad relationship advice? I mean, I've had a lot of bad relationship examples. <laughs> sure, sure. And the advice that that was normal. Um, so that was challenging. Um, but don't go to bed angry. I find that to be really bad advice. Okay. Like, I know you and I used to, like, try to do that. But... <clears throat> Sometimes space is what people need. Sometimes a good night's sleep. Sometimes the ability to cool off and start fresh tomorrow. Sometimes that's just what people need. Hmm. So even though it's advice that I used to take, I now think that it's bad advice. Hmm. Yeah. You? I don't, I, I don't, I'm just, I'm like trying to like think about it. And I guess I should have probably prepared this before getting on the microphone. But Too late now. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> here we are. Um, I don't know if there's any bad, I mean, there, I think there's a ton of bad advice that I've gotten, um, you know, cause I think that like, y- you know, boys will be boys is like terrible advice. Like you're trying to justify men being able to like cheat or, uh, you know, look the other, you know, uh, looking the other way while guys are guys. Mm-hmm, right. Like mm-hmm. I think that that is terrible relationship advice that i've gotten um i've also rewind i thought of another bit of good relationship advice that i've gotten is never be dependent on your partner just because you know hopefully fingers crossed relationships 
will last as long as they're supposed to last. But like at the end of the day, like you have to be a full person, right? Like you have to be able to take care of yourself. You have to be able to like be able to be a functional human being in case things don't work out. Mm. So, um, so I think that that is like super advice. Like never be dependent upon your, your partner financially, Mm -hmm. you know, emotionally or any of those things, like making sure you do those things on the flip side. Um, some bad advice that I've gotten. And I don't even know if it's bad advice, but it's definitely a bad saying in my personal opinion is like, um, you know, you complete me or two halves make a whole. Right. Right. Which I think is terrible relationship advice. Well, that's something you and I have said for forever in our relationship, but definitely since the beginning of the podcast, which is one whole person plus one whole person, not two halves. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, one plus one definitely should equal two. Um, which is great. Um, other bad relationship advice that I've gotten. Um, I also think that that saying, there's another saying that like really makes me mad, um, which is like, you may win the battle, but like I'll win the war. Mm. And I don't even know if it like necessarily pertains to relationships so much as it's just like a saying that is said. But I also think that like try, oh, I just thought of another one. Um, but like trying to assume that just because um you know like small fights like you're gonna win a bigger thing because i think i hate that because it it, in my personal opinion it me it it leads a person to believe that like a bigger argument is on the horizon like a bigger thing to fight for and so you're just anticipating anger or like fighting or any of those things and and that drives me crazy like the problem with thinking like that is at the end of the war someone is defeated correct you really is that your goal is to defeat your partner <laughs> mm-hmm. then you might not be in a healthy relationship at all the other one there's a, i mean now i'm thinking about it, there's a couple um you know see you didn't have to prepare <laughs> yeah i know right no like um never lead with anger and we've talked about this mm-hmm. before i think that um anger is a very misunderstood emotion mm-hmm and I think that we never pay attention to the root of anger mm-hmm. and what what brought that anger on and that anger because that anger comes from an honest place, right? There's a reason why anger is brought about. Like, that's the reason why that natural emotion, like that emotion came so naturally. Um, and so you, you know, we spent so much time trying to like tell people to like be good and like don't be angry and like be <laughs> light and all this other stuff. It, you know, especially within your relationship, like you should never be fighting. Kind of thing. And and I think that's like complete bullshit. It's such a yeah, it's a really bad misconception. If you're not fighting, someone is repressing something. Correct. Because humans do not match perfectly. No. Not saying that fighting is okay, and I'm definitely not saying that getting physical is okay. What I'm saying is that you're going to have disagreements you're going to have rough edges that touch each other from time to time Mm -hmm. um it's not really the absence of fighting that matters it's it's how you fight right and to go back to your um your concept of anger you know there are some many camps in therapy that say anger is a secondary emotion it's not a primary one and so there's always something behind it is it fear is it hurt you know there's always something behind it you're never just angry yeah um you know you're usually afraid uh, of something yeah um so what is that and taking a look at that to your point you know um but also yeah anger does get a bad rap it can be a it can be a great motivator yeah 
yeah um and then another bit of bad advice that i've gotten is um the whole concept of makeup sex mm. i think makeup sex is 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 really uh damaging mm. because i think that people get in a habit of associating good with sex and so like you never get to actually super acknowledge the bad and like pay attention and like go through fixing the problems and the reward for doing that is if you do get to do that or like if you think you did that is by like having sex with one another right so it's like it's almost like like you erase all of everything that went on behind the physical and I think that that is super problematic because I think people just start associating everything in a relationship. Like your relationship is good when you're having sex or if you have a problem, um, if you have a problem, all you need to do is have sex, like talk about it, like uh, talk about it and then like have sex and everything will be fine. And I think that that's not fair because I, I, I think we're too quick to jump to the bedroom and not actually like fix our problems like actually like go through and talk things out and like understand what's going on and understand where things came from and why things are the way they are and and what happened with that like you remember when we were watching Grey's Anatomy the entire time and like Owen who was like notorious for doing this like whenever there was a problem in his relationships he would just kind of like make out deep passionately mm -hmm. kiss somebody and then all of a sudden everything was fine but then like a week later there was a whole other fight right. and you and I were like sitting back saying the entire time it's like yeah because you guys never fixed the first problem right. you like started to talk about it but because you guys couldn't keep your hands off of one another you thought having sex with one another was going to fix everything and that was going to make everything fine and now everybody's good but no you never really addressed the problem you never really took care of the problem and like a physical attraction to one another is a great thing and you should of course have a healthy amount of sex in your relationship i'm not saying don't but i'm saying that there's like why is talking such a bad thing like why is like fixing your problem and like taking care of your problem and knowing that both are good after the conversation and fixing everything and then if you could, it leads to sex after that then like it's fine but like how many times have you like had a fight and like literally and talked it out and sat with one another and say like are we good like is everything good like are you fine is there anything else you need to share like do you think i received everything that you were saying do you feel good about saying everything that you needed to say is there anything like what's wrong with having those conversations? Sure. So it's not so much that you have an issue with the idea of makeup sex. It's that you don't like sex as a bandaid or sex before everything is resolved. Correct. Okay. Cause I was, I was feeling a little bit differently at the beginning when you were saying that, like, no, I disagree. Like, I think it's okay to, when things are okay again, to have sex as part of the healing process as part of bringing each other closer. But yes, I agree with you. No, it's, it's not good in the way you're describing like you can't use it to fix the problem you could but i do think that it brings you closer after you've repaired the damage but i also think that I, and and maybe i'm off base but i also think that like to assume that makeup sex fixes both people is a very large assumption mm. 
I think it's a very large assumption. One person might be getting what they need out of the situation and might be feeling whole after the sex. But like, who's to say that the other person is getting everything that they need? They might be feeling as though they weren't listened to or that they understood the partner understood everything or that everything is like 100% great. And so I always, and I've always said this, is that I think that we as people use sex look and i'm not a i'm not a prude i'm not the person that like doesn't believe in having sex but i think that we use sex to like mask a lot of things and i think that what ends up happening especially within a relationship i think that like when you get physical with somebody it clouds or clogs a lot of important things mm-hmm. and you can build an entire relationship based off of sex but then like when you actually sit back and look at it like you didn't have a relationship to begin with mm. and it's really scary and i think that whole concept is is crazy so i don't like the concept of makeup sex because i feel like what you're essentially saying is like you fight so that you have good sex you remember the whole thing that was going on in uh uh big little lies yeah well i definitely don't agree with that the fighting to have good sex no that's that's a that's not a good dynamic mm-hmm. No, it's a terrible dynamic, but that's, what ends, but that's what ends up happening, right? Because our brains start equating the bad things within the relationship to the good orgasm that we end up getting afterwards. And so you start putting yourself inside of these like terrible situations or unhealthy situations within your relationship for the sake of good sex. Mm. And it's not healthy. That's definitely not what I think of when I think of makeup sex. That is definitely not healthy. What you're talking about. That is, I, I, I don't I, think, no, it's not healthy, but I, but again, I, I fear that what ends up happening is people like the concept of makeup sex is so intertwined with intertwined with, um, with those mental uh instabilities if you will like that like that that we just equate makeup sex with like oh we had sex so everything is fine i definitely know that's not to me that's not what makeup sex is makeup sex is not we're doing this to prove that things are fine makeup sex is we had our fight we had our talks, we cleared the air, we understand each other better, we're committed to doing better, and we both believe each other, and we are doing this to actually fully connect, not anything else. Anything mm. outside of that is not makeup sex to me, it's something else. Mm. Yeah, because I, like I said, I don't know, like, I, I can only speak for myself. That would not work for me mm. because I don't believe that sex fixes anything like I don't. And I and I will be damned if if uh, I will put myself in a position to believe that things are going to change and that we understood one another without evidence. Mm. If that makes any sense. So, like, I can't just like I, and I've said this before, my hang ups on sex and things like that are are are, um, are, are very prominent but that being said like i like i i can't like sit down and have a conversation with you and have you have your epiphany during that conversation have sex with you and that was the makeup sex right because we had a great conversation and everything was good because like things don't just change like that overnight 
Like, and I can't let go of the buildup of hurt or pain that I've felt up until that point just by your words and your words alone. That's interesting. This I don't want to get too far off topic because this is supposed to be about the best and the worst sure. advice you've ever gotten. But at what point, just it's interesting because I don't think you and I have talked about this. So at what point is it okay to have sex? I mean, look, I, I'm only speaking for myself. I can't speak for anybody else. I'm only else. asking you. Yeah, but for me, it's like, th- I, I don't know that there's a, a particular timeline, but it's mm. a particular feeling. Like, do I feel safe? Do I feel like you've put forth enough effort into like hearing what it is that I've said and like making not necessarily a change, but making efforts to like make me happy or acknowledge what it is that I've been hurt behind or where I'm at with all those things? Like, where are those efforts being put towards? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And if I feel like there's like enough evidence and I feel I always equate it to like, relaxing my shoulders Mm -hmm. and like being able to like let them down like if that exists then of course i'm going to be able to have sex and like feel comfortable and feel close and connected to you and be able to do that but like i can't do it immediately afterwards because i'm still tense right because Mm. we just thought about something that was probably a build-up or many examples of the reason why we're fighting right and then we talked about it and i'm Nine times out of ten, an argument is not necessarily going to be smooth sailing, right? There's my opinion, there's your opinion, there's the fighting over the opinions, then there's the, like, coming to the conclusion. But your adrenaline is so built up behind trying to defend yourself and try to prove your point and trying to make the other person understand what it is that you're saying that, like, I can't, like, immediately take that and go and be like now let's hump like that's like really hard for me for me personally so it's gonna take like some consider like i can do that and i can cuddle i can hold hands i can like you know have a good like good time and like feel but like that's going to then start like giving me the opportunity to like shed all of that feel like that um hurt and pain and like be able to trust again and then once that feels good for me, then that's when I can move into like being physical and then going into those things because I, f- I now feel safe. I now feel heard. Hmm. So I don't know. Anyways, those are my things. I, we kind of like really took a... Yeah, like I said, I didn't want to get too far off topic, but I thought it was it was fertile land that deserved tilling. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like that's I said... That's not a sex euphemism, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, for me, I just, uh, I, and that's for me. I like the concept of like makeup sex has always like just kind of bothered me a little bit. That's interesting because it's just been, um, it's interesting. What's interesting for me is you fundamentally, like it's all entangled. Like you can't, I, multiple times I said, like, this is what makeup sex is to me. This is what it's not. And these are the things that you're saying that I think are not where it's like a band aid and, and yada, yada, yada. And, and every time I came back to, well, not every time, but both times I came back to, you know, 
know, you've been heard. This is like you're healed. Like you're you're reconnecting with each other. Like you just fundamentally, like they're all the same to you. Like none of it made sense for you. Like it's your experience is completely different. And that's just that was surprising to me. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's like I said, it's hard for me to like move past it because for me, like I don't I don't just trust like that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see what I'm saying? I I don't just I I just don't like I don't just like know that like I can say you know the sky is purple and then you agree and say the sky is purple you're right after argument you say you know what marco fine the sky is purple because like from you know at the end of the day i'm gonna be like does he really believe sky is purple or did he just want to like stop arguing about that Hmm. and then like is he telling his friends that he believes the sky is purple or is he saying you guys will never believe how crazy my husband is because he thinks the sky is purple we all know it's do you see what i'm saying like there's just gotta be really hard being in your head (laughs) no but there's things like there's just there's just look i am just very i say that with love it's gotta be hard in there (laughs) i just think that there is just and this is not a dig or anything of that nature but like people don't change overnight no they definitely don't people don't change Mm -hmm. overnight and you got to remember that a lot of our chaos that we create in our brain is all because of what someone else has created for us. And so it, while their intentions may be to fix those things and, and take care of it, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to give a person the opportunity to try and fail and try and fail and try and fail and try and fail. And I'm here for that. I, that's why one of the, um, the posts that I had made on uh, Instagram is like, you know, nothing is like sexier than effort. Mm-hmm. Like effort helps. Like knowing that a person is trying is, is the best part of all of it. Mm-hmm. But like how do i know you're not just gonna say things just so you can get in my pants and i'm not talking about you in particular Mm -hmm. i'm just saying like like how do i know those things i don't like the feeling of being used you know and 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 it it just goes into all those things like i said i'm slightly fucked up but um that being said bad and good at relationship advice oh yeah that follows Uh (laughs) that was a good little segue right not bumpy at all not just smooth Chopless seas. So Tony and I, <laughs> Tony and I read an amazing article. I thought it was a really good article. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And it's uh, SuniciaSmith.com. Uh, Sunisha Smith is a licensed, licensed clinical social worker. And uh, she created this amazing article on April 4th of last year. And it is um, like regarding like good and bad relationship advice. I like it because she kind of starts it out by saying things about like, stop talking to your friends and thinking you're going to get advice from your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it you're never going to get good advice from them. And I really appreciated that. I, there was another episode in which we had talked about like um, the concept of like going and talking to your friends. If there's something that's like wrong or you're feeling things and like, like letting them know what's going on. So you can talk to them. And remember I had shared with you, like I don't really talk to my friends that much about mm-hmm. our relationship problems. And she like literally put into words everything that I was talking about. Right. Yeah, yeah, about the idea of like how your friends and family are going to hold a grudge and not let you forget what the person did, even though you're working on forgiving and them. Not intentionally, right? right? Not intentionally. No, but it's, it's just because they're in your corner. They ha- they're, but they're in your corner. They're blindly in your corner. Correct. They yeah. have your best interest at heart. And so, because- well, they have your comfort at heart. And I think that's what this person 
Correct. I think that's what she was talking Correct. about. Yeah, she has you in the, they have you in the forefront. And so because they have you in the forefront, they are going to be, there's a, a bias there, right? Um, and so it makes it a little bit challenging. And then also it's the blind leading the blind, right? Like no one has quote unquote the perfect relationship. Everybody is always experiencing things. So why is it that you would talk to someone thinking that they would be able to give you advice when they probably have their own shit that they're going through behind closed doors that you don't even know about. And they're not going to be capable of helping you out with that in a great way. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. I thought that that was uh, one of the best uh, parts of this. Well, and she talks about like how even in simple conversations, your friends will minorly acknowledge or your family will minorly acknowledge that the thing you did may have been wrong, but that you're totally justified in having done it. Yeah. So the example, which I, I loved, which I loved all I of loved, these examples. Um, I thought they were brilliant. Is, yeah. You probably shouldn't have thrown your boyfriend's clothes on the front lawn, but I get it. I would have done it too. Please. I would have turned on the sprinklers. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of conversation. That's what your totally. friends do. They do. They're like, yeah, maybe not, but you know what? You were right. I got this. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's what we do for each other. They validate each other. Yeah. And that's not what, that's not good advice. It's not good advice. Or like the other one I liked where she said, you know, the friend or family member says, you know, the best way to get over one man is to get underneath another. And then she was saying that, like, uh, no, this is the fastest way to jump back into an unhealthy relationship. You definitely cannot start a new healthy relationship when you have not healed from the last one, which I think is like really good advice. Right. Because how often do we say that to people like the best thing to do is go get drunk and like mm. meet somebody new and like it'll be fine. Like no that's actually not healthy or the other one um all men cheat so if he is paying the bills working and not hitting you then stay where you're at so what's funny is this is a really big uh this statement is like major within the black community yeah i've i've had several lady friends tell me this and i'm like and a car is in there too and i'm like really that's the bar for you yeah that's not okay you deserve way better than that it's crazy and then she says uh for one all men do not cheat and if the only reasons you are staying with someone is for financial uh stability then girl we need to talk like now (laughs) and i loved that um yeah so i love that and i love these examples but like at the end of the day what she's essentially saying that like you, you know, you, you first of all, you should talk to a, a relationship professional. You should talk to a counselor or a therapist um, regarding relationships. And because this is going to be helpful to give you some insight on what it is that you actually need to be doing. Well, and you know how some people say, like, you, you marry your parent right mm-hmm. or you're dating your father or or whatever you know um that the men go after women that are like their mother and the women go after men that are like you know and then i guess for gay people like the men go Always. after they go either way yeah i don't know I don't, right. how to, I don't know how that works but they say that what's interesting is i was reading this theory about this part of your brain that's very reptilian and like only recognizes patterns and is constantly like shuffling things between pattern i recognize is good pattern i recognize is bad pattern i don't recognize and i'm not going to create a new recognition and we constantly are just shuffling everything through those three categories mm. and so that's why you see like intergenerational like negative 
consequences, like just this pattern that plays out is because your mom did it and you watched your mom and you learned that was normal. And yeah. also her brother and sister did it because they were raised by the same parents. So they all thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. And it's like this whole thing that just continues. And so continues. you and your cousins are all and, fucked up because right. you guys are and all then, doing the same thing. And then thing. because that's the pattern, you know, the friends you make also have similar patterns. Yeah. And so that goes to her whole point, which is you shouldn't be talking to those people about changing something because they're just going to use your history, use their understanding of you and maintain you in that place. Correct. Um, and so that's why therapy is so great. It is important. Um, it's so great because the the person is there to objectively look at you and to help you to grow. Yeah. And that's very different than someone who is there to listen to you and to make you feel better. Yeah. Because that's not what therapy is about. It's not about feeling better. No. It's about doing and getting better. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, so that's like, it's very uh, interesting. It's funny because I feel like um, it's, it's, it's so intriguing because like my cousins, like I have, like, I know for sure I have one cousin. um, And then I feel like my brother, my sister, I feel like us, like we have made like a conscious effort to like change some of the habits that like we were taught from our parents mm-hmm. the bad habits especially mm-hmm. within relationships um you know i say all the time that like i came from a, a, a parents that l- loved to argue mm. Lo- like arguing was like normal um and i don't love that and and i hated it i hated being a part of it and i hate that aspect of our relationship uh i hate when that like comes into our relationship because it's not something that i want to do like i if I can avoid arguing, I will. I am very vocal in how I feel about things. And I understand that like you may feel differently about things. So I would much rather have a communicate, like a, a conversation about it and like talk about it. But I'm not necessarily interested in like yelling at one another or um or like making that a part of it, you know? Um, and I think that that is like super important is like to make those conscious efforts but to understand that like you can't go talk to your parents about your relationship because they're going to give you advice based off of the things that they've been doing and they might not necessarily like be what it is that you wish for your relationship as well so i think that's super important to pay attention to the nicest compliment i ever got i used to be known like especially in high school is like you would come and you would talk and i would listen and like that was like that was my thing like i was someone you could always come talk to and the nicest of uh, compliment i ever got was somebody said you know i don't come to you with every problem i come to you when i want to be told the truth mm. and i was and i'm like wow like that's that's great because i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i'm not gonna tell you what you want to hear you ask me a question like and it doesn't matter if it's relationship advice or anything do not ask me a question if you don't want an honest answer yeah because that's like that's just there's no reason not to well my brother told me that at one point in time he's like i come to you so that you can humble me mm-hmm. he said because you he was like, you, he said, you do a great job of like listening and giving me the opportunity to like. But then you call them on their shit. To like, he's like, you give me the opportunity to like vent mm-hmm. and say what it is that I need to say about everything. He's like, and then when I'm done, like you call me out on my shit. Yeah. And, and he was like, and you do it in such an amazing way that it doesn't make me feel shitty about feeling the way that I do because you bring it up. Like you bring like. like arguments against it that like actually give me the opportunity to like think (laughs) like and actually understand what is happening he was like but at the end of the day you're literally saying like 
you're being a dickhead right now. And he was like, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I listen when you talk to your brother. And and I think that for me, the dynamic, the piece that works so well is you don't chase him to be right. No. You just stand in your truth and you invite him to come take a look. Yeah. And if he chooses to look great and if he doesn't, okay. I learned a long time ago and it is still something that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis because I'm not good at it every single day. Um, But I learned a long time ago that like, you cannot shit what I'm eating. You cannot expect everybody to be a part of everything that you're experiencing. So whatever works right for you is going to work right for you. And I'm completely okay with that. That being said, I am going to give you another perspective. Mm -hmm. I am going to let you know that like, you have to understand that that works for you. And if you're in a relationship with somebody else, they can see things in a completely different way. And if that's what's happening right now, you have to give them that same respect. We talked about respect last Mm -hmm. week, right? You have to give them that same respect. If they're supposed to pay attention and be on top of what it is that you're doing, then you have to give them the same respect. You have to, because there's two people involved. So I don't know. Relationship advice is interesting. Um, That would be one bit of relationship advice that I would give to everyone is like, you know, stop, stop. I try not to give advice. I try to give guidance, but just stop, you know, thinking for only yourself and start understanding that there's other people in the equation. So tell us some of your really good and bad relationship advice that you've gotten. We would love to hear what uh <laughs> what has come uh by way of uh your friends your family and everything in between we're gonna take a short break but when we get back we have this month's listener situations to talk about hello listeners As you may have heard, Tony and I have a weekly after show on IGTV called Relation (laughs) Chat. Get it? Relationship? Relation Chat? What? (laughs) Nothing. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. Every week, Marco and I will talk about the podcast topic, the things we learned, and the way to use it in our relationship day to day. Yep. Our goal is to put a face to the topics and our message as well as give you some extra relationship content and guidance. So make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are at Pod Relationship. And tune in every Wednesday. After you've listened to the episode. <laughs> yes, on IGTV for our weekly after show, Relationship. Comment, like it, tell your friends. All support is greatly appreciated. We look forward to having you see us there. <laughs> Bye. Now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship situations or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com or on our website, podrelationship.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance because I be my face moving fast because the Uber on the way. Taking pictures, make sure you can't see no lace. That wig secure like the money in my safe. I look like bae, now I'm on the way. Let you know when I'm about a mile away. When I'm outside, please don't make me wait. The party's starting when we pull up to the gate. Go we so late.
No, you're not going to do the rest? No. Because <laughs> that's when it starts to pop. <laughs> now you're looking for boo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be with you. Yeah, that's the part I was waiting for. It's a homies only kind of mood. And tonight we on a hundred. A hundred. No drama, no baby mama's keeping it cute. <laughs> Everyone's singing the song now. I know, the, the next part's the really fun part. I Go know. on. I mean, I'm not singing that part. <laughs> That's when it starts going, ooh. <laughs> oh, is that when it goes? It like... does. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I love this song. Shout yeah. out to Chloe and Hallie. We love you girls. So good. You love their album. I do. You've been listening to it and loving it a lot. Huh? I have been. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I quarantine has put us on to a couple of albums that like i had no idea that you were gonna love as much as i do mm. and you've been more of a fan if not uh, you've been just as much a fan if not more yeah there's been some really good ones like, that one in particular like the jojo album jojo too, album was i love another one that you've been like super duper i know you got mad at me because for like the first part of quarantine all we did was listen to the justin oh, bieber God, album so much fucking and bieber. you were like not into it no. <laughs> but um the jojo album and the chloe and hallie album are like insane they're both really good they're very good they're very they're very like they're that right blend of hookish but like has some depth to it and, and a bit of amazing. variety and, and they're vocally like insanely yeah, that's the talented. thing is the, the talent that's there kind of helps back it up because i'm not really huge into pop typically but like if you actually have like talent if you can make it happen in like a, an interesting way if you can do something that's like uniquely hookish because that's my issue with pop is it's almost always just hooks mm. um and it's the same hook like mm-hmm. over and over and over if i was a fish i would not bite like it just it's it's a th- it's not a thing for me but like when you do it right where it doesn't sound like anything i've ever heard before and you like manipulate it and make it unique even within the times that you're repeating it i think it's great for me it's always vocals first like mm-hmm. i need to love how you sound and then if you make a beat that gonna make my booty pop <laughs> then it's gonna be like then it's a slam dunk for me that's why i like the justin bieber because it's not that i think he's like vocally insanely amazing but i like i like how he sounds i like how he sings i think he's i think he's good he's very talented i think he's a very talented person i just don't think he puts his talent into his music i think oh. he's heavily produced oh i, I could see that mm-hmm. but i also think that he makes beats that beats that make my booty pop and i think i love them songs i like what he says in them i think he's just fun i just like it so that's the only reason why anyways how, those listener situations huh i mean we could just talk about music it's we fine. haven't done listener situations in a little while we didn't do it through the whole month of june oops yeah, no, I mean, it was for good reason, because we were focusing on pride and things of that nature, and um, and then w- we were kind of off, we were kind of off for a little bit with uh, everything that was going on in the month of June, mm-hmm. right, with all of the Juneteenth and the uh, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery stuff that was happening within the country. So anyways, that being said, read our first letter. Okay. It says, hello, Critellis. My name is Swain. And I'm- Swain? Oh, all right. Swain. That's a name. My name is Swain, and I'm a 31-year-old single gay man living in Ohio. Oh, and you're in Ohio. Ohio. You, you the only Swain in Ohio, I promise. I've been virtually dating guys since the pandemic, and I've heard about people having sex over their devices. A few guys have asked me if I wanted to jerk off with them. Oh. I don't know how comfortable I am with this. Can't someone take pictures or record with 
without me knowing. I just don't think I trust someone not to do that. So my question is this. When is it time to have virtual sex? Every time it's time to have virtual sex. (laughs) You just have to be good at it. So the first thing that you should do is anything that (laughs) requires... Not that I know. Um, but the first thing that should be done is if the, if you're going to take pictures or videos or anything like that, it really helps to not put your face in any of them. Um, so you want to angle your camera in a way that is like neck and below, because let's be completely honest, that's what whomever you're camming with is most interested in. Um, so it really helps to like, just not put that in there. Cause you're right. You don't know who people are or what they're going to do. So it, it's really important to do that. But yeah, that would be my first bit of advice. Okay. What do you uh, have to say? I would say that the, to answer your question, the time to have virtual sex is the same time that you would have regular sex. Uh, is this a person you feel connected to? Is this a person that you're willing to take that risk? I mean, in this case, the risk is them taking pictures and recording. Sure. In real life, the risk is them hurting you, them giving you an STI, them using you just for sex, them pretending. I mean, there's all kinds of risks. It's always risky to put yourself out there. Um, so when you're comfortable and, you know, yes, we're quarantined. Yes, we're doing some things that maybe we wouldn't normally do. Does that mean that your values and morals have to go out the window? Does that mean your boundaries get completely trashed? No. You do what is right for you. And if they're not into it, then they're not into you. See, I think I, I kind of disagree with you. I think, I think because it's virtual, this is the time where you would let go of a little bit more inhibitions. Like, you absolutely you can. would definitely but be. But not to the point of being uncomfortable. A little. Well, I, no one wants you to be uncomfortable, right? You have to enjoy it. But if somebody that you're chatting with or talking to or having a good time with makes your pants a little tight in the crotch, then I think there's nothing. I think there's a lot less to lose when you're doing it virtually rather than in person where, you know, there, there, it, it, there's a lot more pressure behind it. This is more, I don't know. I kind of think this, it it sounds like it, it feels like foreplay. Right. So this feels like it's like a prelude to what could be. So you might be a little less, you might be a little loose and a little bit more fun and have a good time and things that you might be a little bit more caught up in. If it was like person to person, you, you're not going to necessarily be that way now. And so I say, have fun now, like, just do it. Like, have fun if you feel like it's fun and you feel like it's going to be rewarding and you're going to have a good time and you're not going to feel badly about doing it afterwards. Then do it. Have fun. Just like Kelly and Chloe said, do it. Um, it's for me, if your concern is that they're going to record or take a picture, um, then just have a conversation with them about how you're not comfortable with that. Again, just just like real life. This is what I would like to do. This is what I would not like to do. Um, and just like real life, the, you know, you might never hear from them again after that. But that's true if you met somebody in a bar. It's true if you've been dating for weeks. Like, you never know. Yeah. And like I said, if you do things like not have your face in the pictures and you make it a little bit more uh, anonymous, even though you might have your face in your profile, like on video, there's no telling who you could be. Um, you know, so I, I, I say that is possible, but, um, but yeah, just be safe, but have fun. Yeah, definitely be safe and give yourself permission to enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The next one, 
Hello, Tony and Marco. My name is Jacob, and I just broke up with my boyfriend of slightly under two years. I'm sorry to hear that. We were living together for about five months when we had to start social distancing. Neither of us wanted to rush moving in together because we weren't sure we were ready. Then we did, and this happened, and we realized that we just aren't compatible. I know that you guys have said that now is a uniquely stressful time and that we shouldn't make important decisions right now, but we both think this is for the best. The problem is neither of us can leave right now. We spent all our money on the deposit so we can't cover the cost of moving again, and I doubt anyone would show us an apartment before all this blows over. We've been doing okay, but are definitely getting snippy with each other and something needs to change. Any help would be appreciated. Mm. Thanks. Go ahead. Mm, I don't know that I have an answer for this one. <laughs> and that is listener situations. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is a tough one. I don't know what to do. I mean, look, uh, you're in the same space. You guys are going to have to learn how to get along with one another in a small space and during quarantine and things like that. And I mean, I don't know if you guys have parents or friends that are local. Uh, I would say parents more so than friends that you can or family like, you know, brothers or sisters or anything of that nature that you can like go be with or be around um, or stay with during this time period, this transition from that. But like, if you can, I would definitely seek that. Um, but the fact of the matter is y'all are going to have to be adults in this situation. It didn't work out, but that doesn't mean we have to be dicks to one another and we can just try to figure out a way to do it. We can set some boundaries and some ground rules so that we don't irritate one another or, uh, you know, make each other uncomfortable or do anything that like pisses each other off. Um, and, uh, and we can coexist. Like we don't have to sleep in the same bed. Like, you know, one can sleep on the couch. We can alternate. We can, you know, do whatever we want to do in terms of like making each other feel good and comfortable under these circumstances. Like you can totally do that and have that conversation. And I think that that is important and necessary. Sure, sure. I mean, I get that you can't afford things right now, but this is the time of COVID and some of the rules have been suspended. So you can have an honest conversation uh, about what it would look like to break your lease and what your obligations would be there. You may not be able to move into your own place right now because you don't have the money for the deposit. But, you know, what if there's some place where the first month's rent is free because they're just trying to get people in and to recoup some of their money? Mm. You know, who knows? Is there someone you can stay with who's safe temporarily uh, so that you can save up enough money? You know, I mean, have you damaged the property because you're going to get your deposit back? So there's some money there. You know, that's something to think about. Um, also, depending on what area you live in, there's probably some local resources um, for you. Uh, you know, you're not in a, a dangerous situation, so you don't get the same, um, you know, you don't have the same options. But there are other programs out there to help people who are in less than ideal circumstances. And it's okay to ask for help and to look into those and to see what would be available to you. I mean, you know, if you if it's really important that you move out and your job is steady, you can get an unsecured loan from a credit union, like, and just use that as a move-in deposit. Like, that's okay. Um, you know, I understand you're starting to get snippy with each other, so maybe those aren't the options you want to take right now. But kind of keep them in your back pocket in case things continue to become less ideal well i mean and i also want to point out the fact that like being snippy with one another happens even if you are still in a relationship with your partner and you've been quarantined in the same place for an extended period of it's time true. like those things happen anyways so i wouldn't take that as kind of a sign that things need to like change or anything of that nature like because you know tony and i've been with each other for almost 11 years at this point and 
we get snippy with each other pretty frequently in terms of, but I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that we're in this, you know, confined space. It's small. We're only seeing each other day in and day out. And there are just things that are going to happen that are going to not be fun or exciting, you know, like all, all thrill is gone at this point. Right. And so those, those are things that happen, but so I wouldn't necessarily take that as a sign, but what I would say is if you notice that things are getting snippy or you're feeling uncomfortable or, or or things are not where it's time to have a conversation Mm -hmm. and you can sit down and say like, look, we didn't make it as partners, but we are they broke up, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, yeah, okay. I was okay. I just needed to make sure you were kind of looking at me like, wait, what are you talking about? No, no, I'm just um, listening. We didn't make it as partners, but we have this lease and we can't really do anything about it until, you know, circumstances change outside. That being said, I like you. Like, that's clearly why we decided to mm-hmm. get in a relationship with one another and fell in love and decided to even move in with each other so i don't want to lose the fact that i like you so what can we do as two people who genuinely like one another and have a respect for one another how can we try to live somewhat harmoniously even if we're not boyfriends how can we make this okay how can we make this work um and then build build off of that and like make that the the situation and i think that that could be super helpful it's honest it's it's open it's real and i think that it's helpful so you can totally do that and have a good time and and just let that be that you know yeah and there are also ways i mean you all don't have to not cohabitate maybe you just need a break once in a while so like the agreement is that once a month or once a week or once every other week or whatever works for you all you know you've identified some people who you can't live with but maybe you could stay with for a day or two um and just spend a weekend now obviously you need to be really careful you need to be responsible you need to socially distance you need to wear a mask you need to keep your exposure down but you know having a space that is your own with someone else while your partner gets a space to themselves and then alternating that can be a really respectful and helpful thing i think well and i would try your idea is not wrong i would try to not leave the apartment to seek that because then again you are putting putting each other at risk and yourselves at risk by like leaving the apartment and coming back and doing those things but maybe maybe you guys switch off nights in the bedroom right and one person has the ability to like be in the re- bedroom and have a solitude and have the bedroom to themselves and they can close the door and they don't have to worry about what the fuck is happening outside and you can do whatever outside and do those things right like maybe that's what you do to kind of give yourself that situation it's not ideal but nothing that's happening in the time of covid is ideal right right? so maybe you just kind of grin and bear it and deal with what you can um but i just uh i don't i wouldn't i me personally look i'm not a health uh, professional or any specialist or or anything of that nature i i would try to eliminate the opportunities to like be coming in and coming out of the apartment if you can um because again that means you're putting each other at risk and it's just unnecessary risk but um 
I would say that giving yourself some solitude, creating a teeny bit of solitude in whatever way that you can could be super duper helpful. Like I said, switch off, give schedules like one. Maybe you have the bedroom for a whole week and then you swap the bedroom the next week and then he has the bedroom for the whole week. So then again, that way you have that closed door, you have that solitude, you have that opportunity to kind of like get back and be with you and he gets the opportunity to get back and be with himself and you guys don't have to feel like there's tension building between the two of you or that you're angry or anything of that nature. So um I would definitely like seek that out as a possible option. Hmm. Just one other thing. You mentioned that um, you don't think anyone would show you an apartment um, before COVID ends. That is definitely not the case. Uh, I know personally virtual. several people who have moved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can get virtual tours. I mean, we're doing everything by Zoom, Skype, Teams, whatever, FaceTime at this point. Uh, so it's no different. You can get an apartment the same way. Well, and sometimes like landlords or uh, the people that work in the, the offices and stuff like that will show you an apartment and like they just won't go inside with you right like they'll just let you go in and take a look yourself yep uh, but they'll like open up the door for you so you have the ability to like go in check it out and do all that stuff so i, I would definitely call around call around see what's happening I, again i don't know that you guys need to move because again moving out but talk to your landlord see what's going yeah. on with those things but you never know um, i wouldn't try to move right now because again breaking a lease i think you automatically lose your deposit if you break your lease depends on where you live yeah so um i think those there's those are things that take place so if financially you're not set up to be able to like support those things i wouldn't try to make like drastic moves to like do that if that makes sense like i would try to figure out how to like coexist in a very amicable getting along everyone is loving one another we're like trying i would try that for a little while and then if it just is not working then that's when i would try to go to, to the like the moving out for sure and just because it's COVID doesn't mean some of the universal truths aren't still there if you need more money you can have a side hustle and there are things that you can still do only from fans. your home <laughs> only fans i'm thinking making masks <laughs> or you know d delivery like whatever like whatever is you know working for you i mean i don't know what your profession is but there's lots of extra work i could do remotely um where they would send me everything electronically and i do it over the phone that that's an option too to just sort of build the coffers back up and don't knock only fans i, I wouldn't knock it <laughs> i just wouldn't pay for it um, <laughs> a lot of people would pay for oh, it they, they certainly would uh okay last one okay uh hi guys i'm ryan and i'm a huge fan of the show just started listening and went back through all three seasons oh we love you for that the topics are great, and I'm learning a lot from what you have to say. I live in Seattle and have not left my apartment since March. Join the club. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have some outdoor space to get some sun, but that's as far as I've gone. I started having my groceries delivered, and I haven't seen my friends at all. I have regular video calls, but it's just not the same. I've also been doing some virtual dating. It's been interesting. I'm finding that a lot more guys are saying yes, maybe because they're bored. Whatever the reason, I've e-met some really great guys. That's cute. Um, there's this one named Matthew that I'm super into. I'm sorry. Keep going. I have to do something while you're reading. Keep going. Um, 
and the feeling is mutual. We laugh, we enjoy the same things, and he's been very creative with how we date remotely. I found myself wanting to actually go on a date with him, but I'm scared to leave my place. Do you think it's unwise to meet him? We've been on over a dozen virtual dates and already had sort of sex. (laughs) We both said we can't wait to actually do it in real life. I'm especially concerned about the message it might send if I don't want to kiss him or have sex with him. Please help. Well, you're in Washington, so I would recommend not doing anything. <laughs> Washington is a hot spot right now, and you guys have a shit ton of stuff going on right now. And so I would personally, it's just not worth it. I would have as much virtual hanky panky as you can make happen, but I would not, I would not risk doing it right now. The numbers all over the place, California, Oregon. Washington, Texas, Florida, Georgia, all of these new hotbeds, Arizona hotbeds for COVID right now because um, they loosened some restrictions and people got fucking buck wild and now the numbers are spiking all over the place. So I would not recommend doing that. I would actually not um, just for your safety and for his. Yeah, I would agree with Marco. I mean, I think you're the reason you're having fears about kissing, touching, having sex. I think it's because you know you probably will give in to them and you know that that's not safe. So I can't uh in clear conscience recommend that either. I can say you're having a great time and why ruin uh, a good thing? I mean, it sucks. But we're all going through it. And that's the thing I think that as Americans, we all need to try harder to remember is it's not about you and your experience. We are all going through this. Yeah. Um, and it sucks for all of us. None of us want this. You know, my grandparents moved into a home like they've lived in their their actual home for like my entire life and another 40 years on top of that. And so this must be the hardest thing for them in their, you know, mid Wait, to late 90s. 120 years. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, in their mid to late 90s, like this has got to be like really challenging for them and i can't go see them and i wish i could i wish there was some way that i could like sit in quarantine for two weeks and then be allowed to see them because you know what i would do it because it's worth it um because they matter to me but that's just not the world we're living in right now Mm -hmm. um so you know if they loosen restrictions and you could potentially like have a meal together sitting, you know, six feet apart and being in the open air, I wouldn't even recommend that because again, your desires for each other sound like they might be too strong. And you all, I mean, listen, we've all been there, right? Not during COVID. We've all been like, no, I'm not going to sleep with you. Oops. I slept with you. You know, like it happens. Mm -hmm. So maybe not. Yeah. I just don't think it's right. I mean, maybe you guys can take like a walk with each other. If, you know, one person is on the sidewalk across the street and you're on the other side and you walk down and you're talking with each other on cell phones and looking and having a good time and being able to see each other's facial expressions and things of that nature. Maybe that's what you do. That's a super cute and creative way to do that. Get to know each other, be in the same vicinity as one another and like get a screen aside from you. But like I said, the numbers are just popping up out of nowhere right now. They're going crazy. And I just refuse to believe that if you guys went and had a fun little moment like that together that you wouldn't try to break the rules in another way later and you might get on the same side of the street and then the same side of the street means going back because he has to use the bathroom in your apartment and then next thing you know you guys are having sex and you're not using masks and 
you know, who knows what's going on before and or after that. So I just would, I would just not recommend it. Like I said, the numbers are just way too large at this point to like make that happen. So just be safe, be smart. And if he's not willing to like continue the virtual dating situation and like make that happen, then let him know that he's not respecting you and your safety. And that is a huge turnoff in my personal opinion, that you don't care about my safety enough to uh, keep it in your pants. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that there was a time where going years without sleeping with someone was normal. So, you know, put a little perspective on it. I can't even support the idea of walking across the street because I think it's just a slippery slope. I think like, like you said, like you, then you could do this, then you could do that. Well, we did that and we were still safe. Do I know people who are hooking up? Absolutely. I do. I do, but I can't in good conscience recommend it. It's Russian roulette. It's, you know, it's just not, it's just not smart. It's not, no, I wouldn't recommend it. Definitely don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if, if there's really something there, it will stand the test of this for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. With that, that is over. And thank you guys. Make sure you write in so that we could uh, read your questions aloud on the podcast next month. Um, We did want to take a quick moment to remind you all to go to podcastawards.com and vote for me and Tony. It's almost over. And I feel like we're very, very close there's something in me that feels like these are like good times. We want to win, y'all. We want to win. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys have all been helping us with that. So make sure you go to podcastawards.com. That first hyperlink that's like on the second line of that main page gives you the opportunity to go and start nominating a person. All you have to do is a very quick, less than two minutes. It's literally like less than a minute. It's less than 30 seconds. Yeah. Like do a quick like name, name email address email. and all that good stuff. And it's like super easy. Yeah. And then you go to scroll. The first one is the People's Choice Awards. And we're in that category. So vote for us there. But the main one is for the LGBTQ category. We want you guys to scroll down there. It's in alphabet order so go down to lgbtq we're in all caps caps there and it gives you the opportunity to vote for us and don't you want to be listening to an award-winning podcast you already are you just don't know it exactly (laughs) so and i'm gonna challenge you i don't want you to just do that because i know you'll do that for us because we see who's listening how often from where how consistently how much it's grown so we we know those numbers what i want you to do is i want you to commit to telling three friends to do it yes because i know you'll do it we need the commitment i want you to go further i want want you to make sure that you get three people make them send you a screenshot that's what i did with my friends yeah (laughs) help some brothers out (laughs) well one brother and one white guy There you go. Um, Now, help us out, you guys. We would really appreciate it. Um, We love you guys so much for listening and supporting us every single week. You guys are the best of the best of the very best. Um, And we do not deserve you, but we're so glad we have you. Um, But we also need you in this moment. And so we ask that you guys please go about voting for us on the podcast awards. It's podcastawards.com and vote for us within the LGBTQ category. And then if you have a few moments, you can vote for us in the people's choice as well. We really appreciate you. We love you all so much. We love you. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a bit. Ta-ta.
Hey, hey, hey. Hello, listeners. It's your favorite podcast host, Tony. And Marco. And we're here with some exciting relationship news. The podcast is growing. I don't know if you guys knew this. And uh, every season, the search for ways to deliver more relationship content becomes a fun little goal for us. And every season, with you, our listeners in mind, we try to come up with other platforms that help give you access to all the amazingness that is the podcast. That is why we are so thrilled to finally announce the launch of our very own relationship podcast website. Yay! <laughs> Stop what you're doing and visit podrelationship.com right now and see what we've been up to. In addition to the weekly podcasts that you all love so very much, uh, Relationship on IGTV and YouTube, and our social media presence on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter, you can now catch us on podrelationship.com for even more relationship content. Read our new relationship blog with thoughts and updates on the topics we've discussed on the podcast and our own account of what we've learned and how we are applying it in our very own relationship. You can submit listener situations right there on the website, which is like revolutionary. You can air out your relationship dirty laundry on the page and press submit. All situations come directly to us and make everything so much easier for you. And finally, sign up for our newsletter and be in the know for all upcoming podcast episodes and all relationship content and events. Real talk, y'all. This website is a huge labor of love, um, but it's also a work in progress. If there is anything else you'd like to see on the website, please feel free to reach out. It is as much your website as it is ours. Again, thank you all for making the podcast what it is today and what it can be in the future. We appreciate your support and love for what we are doing and get so excited about sharing more of ourselves with all of you. So visit podrelationship.com when you have a second and check out our Relationship Podcast website. We will see you all very soon. Bye. Bye. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And tell at least three of your friends to go to podcastawards.com and vote for us in the People's Choice and LGBTQ categories. If you have any situations or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show, you can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or submit on our website, podrelationship.com. And don't forget to check out our YouTube and IGTV channels, Relationship, for a behind-the-scenes post-show conversation about this week's episode. Especially thank you to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoyed the early access to the episode and this month's edition of Critelli Crap. Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember, don't lose your shit. Hello, devoted listeners. It is your favorite podcast hosts, the Cretellis, Marco and Tony. Y'all, we have been through it together. 
Might I remind you of the series of podcast episodes from the first season that sounded like the volume was turned all the way down? Or how about the episodes from season two that didn't even air because we lost the content or had technical difficulties? I've blocked it, but thanks for bringing it up. You're so welcome. I appreciate you. The point is, we've been through a lot together, and every day we learn something new about ourselves and the podcast, which really makes it so much more than just a podcast we are creating. It's a community. We are officially at the point where we need your help, community. For the podcast to continue to grow the way it has been, we'll need to enlist some assistance from our devoted relation shitters. (laughs) Oh, that sounded so much better in my head. It was really painful to hear. Um, You can now find us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash podrelationship and become a relationship patron by giving monthly donations to the podcast for exclusive content and recognition from us. Donate $5, 10 or $25 monthly and get exclusive content only for our patrons. Content includes personalized thank you notes mailed to you from us to shout-outs on the podcast, to behind-the-scenes interviews and games with our guests. Each tier has something more special than the last, and with your generous donation, relationship will be the best it's ever been. So go to patreon.com slash podrelationship today and donate. And when you're done donating, get your friends to donate. And when they've donated, ask your family to donate. The more help, the more appreciated. You are absolutely shameless. <laughs> Again, that money. Mm-hmm, dollar, dollar bill. Again, we thank you all for trusting us to deliver this queer message every single week. We are proud of the work we've done so far and know that with your help, we can accomplish even more. Again, that's patreon.com slash pod relationship to become a relationship patron and our favorite person. <laughs> Check out the different tiers and gifts available and figure out which one works for you. Bye. Bye.